Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Soundscape Vietnam. My name is Jeremy and I'm your host. Today we're joined by Chow, a Vietnamese pianist, composer, stylist, art curator, gallery owner, art gallery owner, and jazz enthusiast who also moderates the Hanoi Jazz Lovers Group on Facebook. Chow, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm uh, feeling good. Thank you so much for inviting me to join. You're welcome. Thank you for joining. First, can you tell me a little bit about your background? So you live in Hanoi, but are you originally from there? Uh, yes, I live in Hanoi and I'm from Hanoi. I was born in Hanoi and I have lived my whole life uh, in Hanoi until the age of 18. And I then I moved to Singapore to do my bachelor's degree and then came back to Vietnam again uh, five years later in 2013. Okay. And what was it like growing up in Hanoi for you? Growing up in Hanoi has been a very pleasant experience for me uh, because when I was small, I used to live uh, in Hang Hai Street, which is the street opposite Thuan Kiem Lek. And uh, so I was exposed mm. to a lot of culture uh, living at the center of the city. Um, my parents would take me to Han Opera House when I was even still a baby inside my mom's um, tummy. I, I, my parents uh, would often take me to the opera house. And then I remember just uh, having a stroll uh, around Han Kim Lake in the morning or like during the weekend and then visiting bookshops by myself as a curious child. So it's been always been a very uh, place which is very uh, fun in my heart. And uh, now I have moved away from Hoàng Kiem Lake, but uh, still I'm living in another center of culture in Hanoi, which is uh, West Lake. And I'm very grateful mm. for that. Okay. And how did you first get into music? So you mentioned that you used to go to bookshops um but when did you first get into the music side of things um i think my passion for music uh started to show uh since a very uh since the very beginning of my life i mean uh since forever I, as long as i can remember uh, my uncle was a cassette and cd recorder uh, I mean he mm. used to because uh, back in the early 90s uh, there were not many uh, CD shops in Hanoi and so I listened to Metallica even when I was like a toddler and uh, I oh. just started to even though I didn't learn the language at all and so my parents could see that I they definitely uh, recognize that I have a passion for music, uh, like an interest as a little child. And so they took me to music classes. That's, that's how it all started. Okay. That's very interesting that you listen to Metallica as a child in Hanoi. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Um, that's really cool. And so you, you took music classes from an early age and you learned to play the piano, right? Uh, I actually I started uh, with the electric keyboard, mm. and mm. then uh, some time later the music teacher uh, that I should pick up the piano, 
Obviously, uh, uh, playing piano is more difficult and it's something which is more challenging and more kind of academic way. So I mm, mm. Uh, pick up the piano when I was, I think, 10. And at the same time, I started to learn how to play uh, an instrument from Japan as well. It's like a two keyboard based on the feet instrument oh. and a modeling after the church organ, but it's like an electric mm. uh, church organ. And then at the age of, I think, kind of, uh, learning how to play accordion. I don't think I've ever seen an accordion in Vietnam uh, <laughs> so far. So th that's cool. And did you always enjoy playing and learning these different instruments? Or was there some period where you were kind of annoyed that your parents made you take these lessons? I didn't want to continue learning music at all because I feel like I do it. Um, it just got to the point that it gets too difficult for me, but then I had stopped for a while. And then two years later, my parents found me another teacher who changed my life forever. Uh, he was the former vice director of Vietnam National Academy of Music. So I kind of oh. learned everything uh, from scratch again, you know. Mm. But uh, other than that, after that point, uh, I never felt it was uh, like a nuisance, like a hard. Of course, it was hard work, but I, I was, uh, I was having a lot of fun playing all the instruments uh, and learning. But I wish that I could play the violin. Uh, but I know it's mm. just, um, at this stage in my life already. <laughs> but uh, I, probably, if I have a choice, that I would love uh, to be able to play the violin. Oh, I think you could do it. I, I think it would be difficult, but you can do it. Um, you know all these different yeah, yeah. instruments. Um, have you done much live yeah. performing? Okay. So there was uh, some sort of incident after my five years of study at the Vietnam National Academy of Music. I got some health issues, especially some... Uh, with my finger nerves, so I had to stop. Uh, and that was also the time when I had to decide uh, what to do with my university degree. And so I mm. couldn't really do like a degree in music. I, I did a business degree uh, and a fashion diploma. So kind of, mm. uh, it kind of was like kind of like a twist and turn in my life and my and my career choice. So I kind of venture into something completely different. And so for mm. a while, I actually, uh, I kind of stopped everything with music for a long time, but I have decided to uh, pick it up again. And since then, yeah, I have, I have, uh, I have done quite um, a number of live performances, uh, piano performance in Singapore when I was studying there in, vocal singing performance with uh, at a couple of venues in Hanoi, like um, Hanoi Rock City, Urban Venture, uh, 
uh, Don's uh, Tây Hồ, uh, a, bar, uh, a bistro which has been closed uh, and a few other places. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know you were a singer also. Very multifaceted <laughs> with your performing. Um, so going back real quick, when when you had the like uh, issue with your with your hands, um, how was that something that you overcame, and then eventually you you started playing again? Was it was it scary to get back into playing? Uh, of course, I was uh, I was pretty scared. Uh, I was pretty scared that I would not get over the issue. Uh, and I was mm. really upset. I was, I was really emotionally devastated that I could not uh, continue the musical path that I uh, always thought that I would uh, choose and only choose that mm. path. Uh, and, um, and after some time, of course, I went for treatment and I took the right medicine and I was uh, all good again. But then... I just realized that I was kind of, uh, I was a few steps behind already uh, because especially mm. back then I was mostly uh, involved with classical music and with classical music, uh, you need like uh, consistency in your training and playing. Uh, so for a while I didn't know how should I continue with music because I think I was a bit late for classical to pursue classical music. Uh, yeah, you you actually just said a lot of what I was thinking um, <laughs> about how if if one thing ends, um, like maybe being a professional pianist ends, but then you can still translate your skills into something else that you enjoy creatively and with music and. Of course, that happens a lot, but not everyone is good at uh, pressing on. And I, I think that you're a great example of of keep going and, and finding other things to do and um, still enjoying music, which is awesome to, to hear that story. Okay, so now I want to talk about jazz. Uh, I, I know you're a big promoter of jazz in Vietnam. Can you give me and the audience just a little kind of overview about um, how jazz got started in Vietnam and, and then where it is today? Uh, wow, it's a huge question. Yeah, <laughs> I know, just but, a uh, very, I, very basic info. Exactly. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I would just uh, try to mention the big milestones. Um, mm -hmm. I think it could perhaps started as early as 1990, mm. around uh, the, the 90s, you know, the 90s. Uh, of course, when uh, musician, Vietnamese musicians receive a uh, more formal education in music with uh, institutions like Vietnam National Academy of Music or Ho Chi Minh City Conservatory of Music. Mm. And then with the opening of Vietnam uh, kind of uh, Bill Clinton he lifted the 
how do you uh, how do you call that uh the restrictions are like uh, kind of normalize the relationship between vietnam and the u.s then uh, the country started to uh, people from vietnam started to uh, get exposed to a lot of uh, western culture mm. and uh, jazz is one of them probably started with pop rock and then eventually jazz and then so came the pioneering uh, musicians like uh, musicians like uh, Mr. Quyen Van Minh, uh, the saxophonist. Mm. I think you must have heard of his name. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was one of yeah. Uh, so so he was one of the pioneer pioneering uh, jazz musician uh, of Vietnam. New. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so that's another milestone. I I think after. Okay, that's another milestone. Uh, after uh, seeing that the Mr. Tuan Hung was a successful jazz student, uh, then um, mm. the board of directors of uh, Vietnam National Academy of Music has approved to include jazz as part of the curriculum uh, of the accordion, guitar, and jazz department. Uh, then came another generation of uh, students like uh, Sun Thak and especially Dr. Nguyen Mac, who is now the head of uh, the jazz department at the Vietnam National Academy of Music. Um, I think he was the first student uh, of uh, the academy to do uh, a bachelor's degree in jazz in Sweden. So he was the first student to kind of uh, receive a formal uh, tertiary, like a formal university uh, education uh, in an, in a foreign country, which is mm. Sweden. Because the Acad uh, Malmo Academy of Music at Lund University has a very close relationship with uh, Vietnam National Academy of Music uh, for, I think, for the past at least 20 years they have a very close relationship and many um, students from the academy has been sent to uh, study and further study at uh, Luna uh, University, Marmo Academy mm. of Music. So he was the first, uh, he did a bachelor's degree and also a master's, master's degree in jazz performance and jazz, pedago jazz pedagogy. Uh, yeah, and then after him, there was some a few more um, jazz lecturers who also went to Sweden to uh, do their master's degree. In, uh, and now uh, the youngest generation of jazz students, they uh, some of them have uh, completed their degree in Vietnam, and some like uh, most recently is uh, guitarist Sanchik. He's now studying at Berkeley College of Music, mm. uh, and also An Chen, uh, the daughter of uh, saxophonist Chen McDuan. She mm -hmm. is also study in the states, uh, and I I forgot to mention that uh, uh, saxophonist Quyen Thet Dak, uh, the son of uh, Mr. Quyen Van Minh, he also studied at both. Berkeley College of Music and Malmo Academy of Music. So a lot okay. of them have started to receive uh, music education, uh, top-notch music ed education from uh, foreign countries.
Right. And what are some of the challenges you think Vietnamese jazz musicians face within Vietnam? Um, like as as far as gaining popularity, as far as just having a a comfortable life, what are some of the challenges they have? Well, actually, I forgot to mention to you that the another very uh, important milestone for the uh, development of jazz in Vietnam is the formal establishment of the jazz department at Vietnam National uh, Academy of Music in 2015, so seven years so far. But I, I think mm. I've uh, already mentioned it to you earlier in our, during our conversation. Back mm. to the question, what is the challenges? I think the most challenging thing uh, for Vietnamese jazz musicians and also for jazz musicians all over the world is that uh, this music style, this music uh, genre is, is actually very challenging to play, to learn and to play. Uh, because they uh, different, uh, it is different from other music uh, genres because it requires a very high level of improvisation. Uh, mm. I, I think it's something that is challenging not only for Vietnamese uh, musicians but also for um, musicians all over the world. And the second thing is actually the prime time, uh, the heyday of jazz has actually gone. Um, because we all understand that the the golden the golden days of jazz is gone. Now is the thing is is the 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 golden age of hip hop and rap and actually electronic music. Uh, mm-hmm. So so jazz is kind of like a. I mean, it's like classic music in a way that is always gonna be there, but uh, mm. its golden day has 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 gone, and. Uh, more specifically with Vietnamese jazz musicians, I think, uh, of course, uh, we all know that the audience for jazz in Vietnam is much more limited as compared to other music genres, even, uh, of course, much uh, more limited than popular mainstream commercial music, uh, but also less uh, limited limit uh, less popular than uh, even raw indie music rock music or even mm. electronic music so it's a very actually it's a very niche uh it's a very niche music uh, market uh for the audience here um that is a that is one uh the top i think the top challenge and another challenge is I think culture exposure because jazz is something that is so American. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, jazz is something so American. Um, mm. It's like an exported uh, music genre that is really difficult for Vietnamese people to appreciate from the beginning i would say even for myself if i didn't receive some basic uh jazz lesson uh, trying to play some transcription of some famous jazz standard i i i i'm not sure if i would have been able to really get it and appreciate it like i do today it has taken me a long time as well and mm. of course, uh, but but the advantage of jazz musicians, I think, is that they are skilled 
they must be skilled in both techniques and in uh, music theory and harmonization. Uh, and they and and to be honest, they can play any other uh, music style, be it uh, classical or rock or pop, because they have to master all those uh, areas of uh, aspects of music in order to play jazz. So I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know uh, some jazz musicians, they, they they do jazz gigs and they also do pop gigs, you know, in order to feed themselves, in order to have <laughs> like a more stable income. Uh, well, Anna, how, what else? Another challenge? Oh, yeah, I think another challenge is that uh, Vietnamese government uh, would kind of support uh traditional music over mm. more over other western uh, styles of music like uh, jazz or pop uh, jazz or like rock or uh, even electric uh, electronic music so they i'm sure they it's not enough uh, support for the for the jazz scene from um, authorities or uh, for the gov- or the government or, or authority for the development of the music is um, until now it's a huge effort of uh, people within the jazz scene and community themselves in order to for the scene to grow so I think that's another challenge uh, another I, I don't know another challenge maybe there's not as much community uh, promotion and publicity uh, about jazz as compared to other uh, music styles like even rap or rock or indie rock or you know electronic music there's much less mm. press coverage much much less uh, publicity uh, and so that's why uh, I think uh, I, I want to be one of the people who could make it happen yeah and that's a great mission it sounds like from what you're saying there's many different reasons why um jazz is kind of low in the priority of of uh people's minds in vietnam um is there is there anything other than people like you who are you know posting on social media and going to gigs and telling their friends about music and telling people to go watch this kind of music uh is, is there anything that the average person can do to support this kind of music in vietnam i mean for people living in vietnam yeah um, actually for the past few years uh we have seen actually a very positive signs and very positive uh progression and development uh, within the jazz scene here is because you have seen the number of uh, the, in- the the increased number of jazz clubs and bars and gigs and the numbers of uh, students enroll uh, in the jazz department and now we have very accomplished uh, Vietnamese jazz musicians and also uh, there are quite a number of foreigners, uh, foreign musicians here. Also, they also play jazz and they, they also have bands like uh, Hanoi Jazz Band, which is the largest uh, jazz ensemble we have seen so far in Hanoi. Uh, a very mm. large uh, 
group of uh, jazz musicians um, coming together to perform. I think at one point you could get to like 15 members playing all together <laughs> at the same time at different parties wow. in in Hanoi, in Phu Quoc, in Da Nang. Uh, at many different festivals, uh, music festivals, and also more recently we can see um, the Soul Sisters and then Jump uh, Soul Sister like uh, Nicole still in some um, and three other female singers and then you can see before you can see uh, I think Salas, uh, Felipe Martin and the and their friends and down in the vices so. We 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 have local jazz musicians, uh, creating synergy with uh, international, uh, you know, foreign jazz musicians here. So they um, mm. all very good sides, and also I've seen that uh, jazz gigs and performance. I mean, uh, jazz has been receiving uh, more and more attention from from people, and the people we can see that people actually buy tickets to go to see jazz concerts and shows and they show up at uh, jazz clubs and and jazz gigs and so I think it's a very very positive sign uh, apart from what I do with Hanot Jazz Lovers which is sharing music, sharing updates about uh, events and gigs in towns and uh, introducing uh, Vietnamese and uh, foreign jazz musicians uh, in Vietnam. There's also other collectives trying to uh, promote jazz as well, like Hanuk Blues Note by singer Quynh Phạm. So they are like a production collective. They mm. shoot and film uh, jazz performance at different uh, music studios and venues. Uh, a very interesting project and also uh, they try to kind of introduce people about the history of jazz uh, from the kind of international perspective in general. Why my group is more about updating the local scene. Uh, so there's a slight difference, but uh, so it's it's just we just uh, work together in a, kind of kind of we exist together in in the sense that. We both want to contribute to the growth of jazz in here and and to educate people about the music style and, and to in, to get people informed about uh, you know kind of guiding people how to start with listening to jazz. Uh, I I think uh, what a number music lover can do to develop the scene here is just pretty simple. Just uh, going to lo to lots of jazz gigs and to show appreciation for the musicians here. For example, listening to their uh, albums, their videos on YouTube, and maybe just buy their albums. For example, recently, uh, saxophonist Quinn Dam has just released a very, very uh, a fantastic, uh, excellent uh, jazz album called Jazz Duyen, uh, combining the elements of jazz and Vietnamese traditional music of, uh, I think, Chiao, uh, one, uh, one um, type of uh, Vietnamese traditional folk music. Mm. So it's also uh, one of the efforts uh, that a lot of Vietnamese uh, jazz musicians have been trying to do is to, uh, to blend and combine the elements of uh, 
jazz and Vietnamese traditional music. And so, you know, just being responsive to whatever is happening to the jazz scene, being a uh, being a part of it by attending and even um, become friends with the art, with the musicians because I think all of them are very friendly and they would love to 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 see and to hear the reception of the audiences. Right. Yeah. I think it always starts at a local level, doesn't it? So um, you, you have to have community supporting something before it can grow into something bigger. Yeah, exactly. Um, so good advice. And anyone out there who's listening, go to some gigs, all the jazz gigs you can go to. I I love jazz music. Um, and, and like you said, something uh, something that was interesting it's kind of difficult to first get into because there's just so many different styles. Um, so, you know, you've got like really crazy sounding kind of jazz and then you've got more traditional smooth? jazz yeah, and it got some or smooth jazz. Yeah. Lounge. Uh, yeah. Very uh, loud vibe, smooth and romantic and some could, but some could be like very chaotic and right. so many different vibes can come out of this uh, music style yeah for sure right so uh, if you're listening and you're you don't know much about jazz you can go to hanoi jazz lovers and i'm sure you can ask and people will help you find something that you like yeah we also have uh, a list of places to go to listen to jazz uh we okay. list out different uh places venues in town bars even restaurants cafes mm where you can listen to jazz it's not difficult to 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 find a place to listen to if you just start which i right. just okay. started yeah so if you're living in hanoi and listening or if you go visit hanoi check that out i will definitely check that out for when i visit next time i yeah, just yeah. want to share a little bit more about um, some recent projects that i really enjoy from um okay from the jazz scene because it's uh, we, we talk a lot about history, we talk about the development, uh, but what's going on now, um, I think I really want to add a little bit. So recently, okay, sure. yeah, so recently, actually, for the past, I think, three or four years, uh, Vietnamese jazz musicians have started to play at International Jazz Festival. Uh, one of it is Ipsat Jazz Festival in Sweden with the performance of Dr. Whitmark. Um, yeah, so uh, with Doctor uh, and he, he was he, he was part of the festival with all with the jazz legends like um, John Galliano, John Galliano, and uh, maybe uh, and another Swedish jazz legend, uh, Jan Lugren. Um, and I, I would like to uh, say. A thank you, a huge thank you to one of the persons who is very instrumental to the de development of, of, of jazz scene in Vietnam. Uh, that is uh, Professor Hokan Ridin from Malmo Academy of Music. He was the first, uh, he's, he's actually the first uh, appointed jazz professor in Sweden. <laughs> uh, and he, he has been um, giving a lot of master classes 
he has taught quite a, a number of jazz key uh, leading jazz musicians in Vietnam, and he has come to Vietnam to perform quite a number of times. He even went to the funeral of the the of um the gen of Mr. Phạm Văn um. Um, Phạm Văn Đồng, yeah, the national hero who passed away a few years ago. Um, mm. And then um, recently, there has been a book written about jazz in Vietnam by a Singaporean writer, uh, which is to me like a huge recognition of the development of the this scene of the, the jazz scene in Vietnam. Yeah, that is called the book is called. Uh, playing jazz in socialist Vietnam, improvisation between worlds, a book by Stan Stan Tangbo, in collaboration with Quyen, uh, with uh, Lee Quang Bing and Quyen Thiet Duc, and is uh, the Kindle copy is available on Amazon. I think uh, in the next few months, uh, hard copies and with paperback will be available in Vietnam as well. So I would, uh, oh. I, I would, uh, I will update the information regarding distribution of the book on the group Hanoi Jazz Lovers um, mm. because I think everything that you want to know about jazz in Vietnam will be pretty much included in the book. So another project that I think uh, is very interesting recently is also a project by Paul Zetter. It's called uh, Blues in the Sofa and All That Mojo. Uh, so basically, uh, Paul it was a professional jazz musician himself back in the day in the UK. And then um, he stopped and became a filmmaker and uh, moved to Vietnam to live for Uh, I think 15 years or so already. And he recently picked up music again and started his duo with David Payne, uh, a guitarist from Australia, and play all the blues and uh, perform regularly at Tadioto. Uh, I think the quality, the, the music uh, quality, I mean, I, I, would not, I would not say music quality, but like, it's a very... How can I say nicely curated and enjoyable uh, performance that you can uh, you can see at Tadioto. So that's another one. And he also has started a jazz scholarship in collaboration with uh, the jazz department at uh, at Vietnam National Academy of Music to um, award to young and promising uh, jazz musicians. Um, So there's some updates with the what's what's going on in the current jazz scene. So I hope that you can. I, I'm sure you would find more on uh, the group and not just lovers because we will. I, I will keep updating uh, with all the news and uh, everything uh, related to the jazz scene in Hanoi. Okay, great. Thank you. I. I wouldn't have known about that book otherwise, so I'm definitely going to pick that up. I have a Kindle, so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that and read it. That sounds really interesting. Um. Okay, I is there any is there anything else you'd like to add um, about Hanoi or Vietnam jazz before we get to the last part? I think. Uh I can't. I can't think of 
anything much right now but uh, all I can say is that there, there will be a lot of more information on the group Hanoi Jazz Lovers of course uh, right. some posts are very long time ago but I think if you can search the keyword on the group then you can pretty much find a lot of information about any particular topic related to jazz that uh, you want to find more information about just uh, search uh, with the keyword on the group because I uh, because we not, not only do we upload music and share uh, gigs and events we have also uh, to share some information and articles articles written about jazz and jazz musicians uh, in Vietnam and some other of course in the world as well mm. okay nice and I, I will definitely link the, the group in um, when this episode is released so that people can easily get to it. So now I want to do episode 15, quick fire. Uh, okay. I'm just going to go, go ahead and start asking you these sure. questions. Yeah. Uh, so some, some of these are based on Hanoi. Um, so the first one, Bun Cha or Bun Ka? Bun Cha. Okay. Winter in Hanoi or summer in Hanoi? Summer. Contemporary jazz or classic jazz? Contemporary. Mountains or beaches? Beaches. There's some fashion questions here too. <laughs> cotton or cotton or wool? Cotton. Okay. Italian fashion or French fashion? French. Renoir or Monet? Monet. <laughs> Chet Baker or Miles Davis? Miles Davis. Listening to music on a record player or streaming through headphones? Record player, for sure. Okay. And last one, be rich or be famous? <laughs> be famous. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Mo most people I've talked to say be rich. You don't have to explain, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, very fun, very fun one. Thank you so much. Very fun. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah very fun one. <laughs> I, I had to throw in some art questions because you own an art gallery, so yeah, I, sure. I wanted to hear what you thought about those. Um, so the last couple of questions. Uh, what are some of your short and long-term goals as a musician and also as a music promoter and also businesswoman? Uh, short-term goal, uh, this year I want to release my first uh, song, the, like a debut singer. Mm. Uh, it, it's a, just a simple uh, pop song um, with Vietnamese lyric and maybe mm. English lyrics as well. I, I haven't written the English lyrics, but uh, it could have the English lyrics as well. Definitely, I want to finally re uh, release my own song this year with uh, an MV, hopefully, a music video. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Then I want to record some music, some classical music uh, um, that I play in a duo with uh, my friend who is a violinist. We want to play Astor Piazzolla. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just want to add, uh, yeah, personally for me, 
Canadian jazz singer, composer, pianist, uh, Diana Krall has always been uh, my musical hero for a very long time. Uh, I think she's a great mm. role model for females and young girls who want to get into jazz because uh, I think she is very much on par with uh, with many uh, male jazz uh, heroes of our time. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. Okay, I'll, I'll check her out too. There are so many names that you've given me today. Yeah. That, that I need to uh, listen to. Um, so f the final thing, is there anyone that you would like to give a shout out to or, or like an organization you'd like to give a shout out to or say thank yeah. you to, something like that? Yeah, I, uh, yeah for sure. I, I would like to uh, say thank you to a post by former teacher, uh, Dr. Li Guangming. Uh, Vietnam, National, uh, Vietnam National Academy of Music and then uh, Professor Hokan Ridin from uh, Malmo Academy of Music uh, for all their contribution and dedication to the jazz scene in Vietnam. You know, so Dr. Nguyen Mạnh at Vietnam National uh, Academy of Music as well. Um, yeah, he's a fantastic person. Uh, very uh, key and important person in the current jazz scene. And, and personally, I want to thank uh, Sis Sister Sounds in Hanoi Community Radio, started by Maggie Cha. I, I believe she was one of your guests as well. Uh, at the yes, she was. Episode. Yeah. I, I yeah, really yeah, want we had a good to, conversation. Yeah, I really want to, um, again, say um, thank you to uh, Maggie because she has encouraged me a lot uh, when I uh, started to pick up music again with, you know, uh, writing music. Uh, last year, she has featured two of my songs uh, on Hanot um, Music, Hanot Radio Community, Hanot Community Radio. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. yeah feature, she featured two of my songs on Hanoi Community Radio, although it was just a kind of like a draft. It was not like a final version yet uh, because I have to produce them. Um, she featured them and also uh, she was invited. She invited me to join her documentary uh, on, um, you know, uh, female musicians in, in Hanoi as well. She's mm. been someone who has shown me a lot of support and encouragement, and that really means a lot to me. Um, just unfortunately, now she's back in Australia. Um, but we still uh, try to support each other as uh, fellow female creatives. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'd like to thank... Nico Siu as well. He's my um, jazz instructor for some time now. Uh, yeah, we hope that uh, we can create, uh, we can continue our journey into mastering jazz together. I I don't know if uh, I don't know if if I'll I'll be able to uh, play jazz properly someday, but I'll try. So I think that's. Oh, about you'll get it. there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll get there. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. Um 
Well, so thank you for coming on the show today. I learned a lot, and I hope that everyone listening um, will listen all the way through and, and hear um, all the information you gave and, and your story as well, not just the history of jazz, but also your personal story, I think, is inspiring and, and good for people to hear. So thank you for sharing that with me. Um, it was really nice to meet you. And that is episode 15 of Soundscape Vietnam with Chow. And I will put any links that she gives me in the description, especially um, link to Hanoi Jazz Lovers and, and the link to the book that was mentioned earlier and um, some of these artists so that everyone can do a deep dive on Vietnamese jazz. So thank you and catch everyone next time. Bye.